What's going on, guys? The team McAdam McDome hat one half of the Adventures of Poncho and Sancho podcast. Right here, before we get things started, want to tell you guys I'm excited. I know Sancho's excited when he gets here, he'll be super pumped because we got our first official sponsor, E Street MX Park. They gave me my break as an announcer. Sancho, he's done some cool stuff there. We'll talk about it in this episode because he deserves his own episode. I mean, I'll be honest, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Now, I can't contain my excitement. Eastern MX Park came in to sponsor our podcast. It's pretty awesome. We're going to do some race reports this year. We're going to do some live recording from the track, uncut, unedited, with some awesome other people. But check it out. Support those that support me. EastreetMXPark.com, as well as EastreetMXPark on Facebook and Instagram. Your home in Northern California for motocross and side-by-side racing. Look no further than East Street MX Park. Now, let's get Sancho in here, and let's get on with the show. So you know what we're going to do now? We're just going to try and record this, because I think it's going to work. What do you think? I don't know. I have no idea how this is supposed to be my first All right, well, hold on, hold on. i got to properly introduce you for the folks at home. So, Poncho and Sancho started out as a something I came up with because I said to myself, uh, we need a nickname for what we're doing because this guy comes up in the announcer's tower with me at East Street MX Park and he goes, he's just talking to me and I'm like, wait a second, I have another microphone. We need to both color commentate the women's class race. But without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, coming all the way from Amador County, you're 2022. East Street MX Park Short Course 1000 Sportsman Champion, Brendan Cook. Thank you. Well, that's heavy. That is, that's heavy. Yeah. Sorry, this is our first time doing this. Yeah, exactly. I might have to sit close to you because the, uh, the microphone doesn't really... We're not touching butts. We're, we're, <laughs> no, we're not. We're, we're trying to figure this out. Do we have a stool? I mean, I have this thing right here. Wait, you you talk to the people real fast. What so. people are we talking to? You're talking to whatever person. Should we? Are we keep going with this? Or are we gonna yeah, stop gonna, and just? We're just gonna roll with it. Cause well, I'm we're gonna, a minute in. Do you want to just check it? No, it's. You sure? Yeah. Positive. It's we're as positive as Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> I got it now. You finally got, got that joke. I got Jeez. it. Charlie Sheen has AIDS. Yeah, it's right? terrible. Okay. All right, now back to back to professional talk at least a little bit. Sancho, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Good. Just got off work, and we're now doing our first show together. Yeah. You excited? I'm stoked. He, this guy calls me after. Uh, this guy calls me after. Literally, like I kicked the whole program off. He's like, and we're famous. <laughs> yep. Instagram, baby. Instagram famous. I mean, we have all of what 15 listeners after 24 hours. We're gonna have 69 after this show. <laughs> the magic number. Yeah. The magic number. So, coming into this season, I know you won the sportsman class title, and you're wanting to go pro, but you're, you're coming in contact with some challenges. Talk about that. So, I had a car that I got um, beginning of the season that I wanted to race. It was a Razor 900, so granted, what is that? How old is that? 2013? No, it was a 2012. 2012, 2013, something like that. So, we're 12, 10? Ten years ish, something yeah. Like that. Ten years old. You can't math. It's okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't spell it. <laughs> ten years old. Yeah, 
10-year-old car trying to battle up against RS1s and, you know, built-to-the-hill short course Razor 1000 NA cars. Well, basically, in layman's terms, a bunch of kids in really fast cars. No, because it wasn't even kids. We got Brian Hood, Scott Melvin. And, um, Melville, not Melvin. Yeah, that one. Get it right. Uh, who else did we have? A handful of other people. Those were really the top guys that I Yeah. Those were the top guys that were going back, <coughs> Anyways, back and forth with. Yeah, I was racing against them, and it taught me a lot through the season. And mind you, I come from a desert background, but going to short course, it was super fun racing at E Street. And I had a 2012 Razor 900 XB. Had a clutch and a slight tune on it, exhaust. Um, some pretty good bare bones suspension to it. But, I mean, overall, it was like a stock 900, you know. It looked like a little white turtle. Yeah, a little white. That's yeah. Didn't you? Call it? I called it the the little turtle that could. I call it screaming Santa, but he called it turtle. I was trying to be more appropriate. Yeah, it's okay. We can cut. Okay, okay, fine. Appropriate. I mean, this is this is our podcast after all. We set the precedence here. Well, we got to keep it professional. I mean, if, if main event we, moto, we if, can go. We can go turtle. If main event moto turtle, turtle, can turtle. say messed up stuff, and we can too. The sponsors. Is nice. Well. Sponsors also listen to main event moto. Daniel Blair is the KTM amateur, like team manager, and he's on TV. Yeah. I, I, what do you think I want to do? Yeah, TV. Exactly. We share that goal. Yeah. I think. High five. Wait, that was bound. Wait, that was bound. Yeah, whatever. Okay. So, anyway, back to your whole story with <laughs> everything you're dealing with, and then all of a sudden, a YXZ 1000 shows up. Yeah, so that's my buddy Thomas's YXZ. And he let me use it just to kind of get a feel for the car because I know I couldn't drive the 900 um, any faster than what I really could. I mean, it just it wasn't. I was floored in the turns, in the straightaways, over jumps, everything, and I couldn't get anything out of it. And I didn't have the money to go put in a drop in a big turbo and a big bore kit, and big cans and everything like that. So I couldn't anything about it so my buddy thomas let me use his yamaha and that was just a whole different ball game we tried taking it out the second to the last race and we tried to go out for practice we ended up almost bicycling it just because the suspension was stock and trying to race it so suspension was off came back in it was starting to flutter a little bit and we ended up having a bad ecu in it so we called it a night, tried working on it all night long, and decided, you know, this isn't our race, so it sucked because throughout the season we were in the points, and now we had to make the decision as a team that we're not going to go any further with this because we'd have to go all the way back home, hour and a half or so away, pick up the Razor 900 and come back to compete to maintain our point status. And uh, then my... Wife's uncle called me at like three in the morning and said, What do you need? So I'm like, All right, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to get, you know, wake up early, go get the 900 and go all the way back up there and go race. So, long story short, went up there with the Yamaha, didn't work out, went back, got the 900, came back up and maintained our point status, which is cool. And then the final round, we actually got to race the Yamaha, got the ECU fixed. Um, and that was just an absolute game changer. So, so you, you talked about your team. And if there's one thing I know from motorsports, even in motocross, 
is me being a motocross racer for 10 years and never racing anything with four wheels. I know having people in your corner and having a solid sponsorship backbone, if you will, uh, means a lot. That's the difference between basically success or failure. Shout your team out real quick. Talk about your whole the whole program behind the scenes from what we saw. So we got it. It's I don't know, I want to say it's a work in progress. Kind of have a core group of people that <clears throat> have been with me um, since the beginning uh, for the season. Uh, so we have I can never say his last name right. Igor Pal Paladin. I, I don't. I couldn't pronounce his last name. He needs to change it to something Americans can understand. I, I don't know if he will. But <laughs> Igor, Igor runs. Uh, Just kidding, Igor. If you if you listen to this, uh, Igor runs. What is it? Uh, why can't I, I'm drawing a blank here? Fast. It, it's on your fast. Car. Fast and Speed USA, which is cross carts. He's a, a manufacturer for cross carts in Northern California, and he has his own track and his own. Excuse me. Um, own shop and he builds the cross carts in and stuff in Marysville, California. And he used to race more with us back in the day. So I just knew him previously from that. And he just, he was the first person to help me out with my razor. Completely hooked it up and did all my suspension work for my razor for me. And from then on out, he's kind of been the guy looking over the car for me and, and just having that extra glance, you know, to make sure everything's good for the races. So between me trying to race and get everything prepped and focus on other things going on and checking the car over. He's also doing the same thing with me and, hey, we should check this, we should check that. Um, so Igor's, I would say Igor is pretty much like my crew chief. And then falling under that, we got um, my uncle Eric and my cousin Jared. Uh, they've been kind of helping me out through the season just with all the other odds and end things, you know, going over the car, prepping it in between races and stuff like that. Um, Jared is pretty much your gopher. Am I wrong? Like, yeah, Jared, go for this. Jared, go for that. Yeah, yeah, you could say that, Jared. Uh, he's he's learning. You know, he's he's green. He's slowly getting into it. He's not by any means. You know, none of us are. You know, at the pro level of expertise of everything that we can do. But I mean, you know, we're all learning things. And it took him a while to even learn my sense of humor. I, I know. Well, that's that's <laughs> different. But yeah, know, they're my uncle, and my cousin. They're they're a good group of people that help me out with everything uh, in between the races and stuff like that. They'll jack up the car and take dirt out of the tires for me and stuff just to help me out with things. Um, Brett Ranky with uh, CMG, Color Me Hy- color me Green Hydro Seed. He just added me on Instagram, by the way. He did? I was like, I wonder who this guy is. And I was like, I should know who that is. Drinks a lot of beer. Well, so his Instagram handle is like Cougar's Kid or yep. something like that. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing wrong with beer. No. As we, you know, it, cheers, it, by the way. Cheers. Thank you to Montucky. Montucky. Coats. percent back local. Maybe they'll sponsor this podcast one of these days because their beer is delicious. It is. It's refreshing. Yeah. Felt like you needed one. But anyway, as you were saying, your your whole crew, Brett Ranky, go on. Uh, yeah, Brett's been helping me out through the season. Um on the financial end, a little bit about things, uh, getting me to the races and stuff, not having to worry about the headache of, you know, where's this money going to come from for this and that and the other. He's kind of been the backbone for everything. <clears throat> Hasn't been in one of the races yet, so hopefully he'll be able to come out. But, uh, yeah, it's, that's, I mean, 
as far as working on the car, that's them. You have other people as far as, like, my wife shows up and my kid, my dad, uh, my stepmom, you know, they're all there to support other friends and family and stuff like that. Ian is there to always make fun of me. Of course. That's so, what an, a good announcer should do. You know, so. But other than that, I mean, it's, that's the, the group of people on the team, but honestly, now being with E Street Racing, like, I feel like your team doesn't, I mean, you're, you have a team, but everybody is part of your team, I feel like. I mean, there's, so many people that I've met throughout the season, you know, from Myers Bros to I already knew Cody, uh, the Vanderveers, but uh, Cody and them, uh, Vanderveers, Smallwoods, Hood, um, Davis, Benitez. Um, Benitez and Davis are the same person. It's Davis Motorsports because his shop is in Davis. By the way, shameless wannabe sponsor plug Davis Motorsports. If you're in the north end of the valley slash Sacramento, Forget everybody else. Go see Brian at Davis Motorsports and tell him the big-headed guy with the microphone sent you. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the plug. Yeah. There, there's there's a plug for you, Brian, because I know you'll hear this at some point. Yep. And he's always lit up. He's got so many lights at night. He's always working on something, freaking on something. But that dude's, that dude's a solid dude. He's I'm looking forward to working with him this season. I watched him at the two-day race at the end of the year. Just he's strung out. Oh, I don't think he slept that night. I don't. I don't think so either. He was. That was. On it. That was insane. It, like, and here's a line of cars entering his pits that aren't even his, and it's he just helped him out. Yeah. But there's all this, and you know, out of the goodness of his heart, and then he goes and takes Dominic down to King of Hammers, and you see he, he, he was flirting with inside the top five out of a 22 car field. Yeah, that's pretty. For thousand pro. Yeah, and it's just not our local boys down there, too. I mean, you got everybody going to this race. Yeah, you've so got you factory got... back drivers going to stuff like that. And Dominic, I remember Dominic, it was Dominic Benitez, Tyler Shea, Cole Gamma. That was your youth. They used to call it Youth RS1 and Bora. And then now it's Youth 1000. It's right? Youth 1000. Yeah. It was adapted by us, East Street MX Park. And those were the main three. And the irony is those main three were the ones that gave me my wicked champagne shower at the last race of the season. Yeah, that's you don't you don't see that a lot of places. Like you might see that I, I think gas does it maybe, but gas kind of does it. But I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I hate the I don't like floating my own ego, but gas doesn't pump the drivers up and really doesn't do what I do. Yeah, there's that is one thing I'll say for sure. Like not even just because you're my buddy, but you do a fucking killer. Excuse me, like I mean, you you know, we're all fluent in French. I know. We <laughs> we <laughs> but no. Ian does an insanely good job at what he does. I mean, we're hyping up the crowd and getting people going, whether it's the Easter races and then our truck mania event that we do together. Dude, that was insane. And just anything in between. I mean, the dude is on point with it. I mean, I can see Daniel Blair getting his little, what do you say, Nickers getting caught up in a bunch or... Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Nickers. Well, also, Blair is short. He's like five foot one. Yeah, but your head is like twice the size of I have like a two and a half foot. Well, actually, it's two feet in diameter. You could be. Well, it's twenty five inches around if you go okay. two inches above my eyebrow. When I had to measure for helmets back in the day, could like refer you as to like the goat of E Street. Oh, he just lost it. We're we're watching an old Mint four hundred video as we're recording this, just to get in the uh, proper mood. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's yeah more money than I'll ever see in my life. But the goat of E Street. Yeah, because you got like the goat. Who do you think of the goat when you hear motorcycles? Like 
Oh no, Jeremy McGrath. Oh, I think well, okay, McGrath, King of Supercross, Carmichael. They call him the GOAT. I will agree to disagree in some I would call aspects. him the Dwarf GOAT because that dude is Or the Fiending GOAT. Yeah, you know, like the GOAT you yell at and they fall over? But he doesn't fall over. He's just a Paquito. He's small. Well, he's Paquito because, yeah, he's lower to the ground, lower center of gravity. Yeah, like when they when you watch him on Supercross and the camera's like pointed down. Never mind. We're getting totally on topic. Okay. No, we, this is what we can do. This is our podcast. Oh. Because this is what people listen to. Yeah, that's true. When we were up, when we were up in the announcer's tower doing the women's class races, this is what people were eating up and enjoying. Yeah. Why do you think this was a concept? We both yeah. were like, we need to do it. And I just literally went, okay, I'm going to go put this app on my phone and figure out how to do it all. And all right, let's do it. I still have to figure out, he bought a fancy little microphone for this that changes color and does all this other stuff. And I got to play with it so we can make it all professional. But Keep it PG. Keep it PG. Play with a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's PG. That sound effect's not PG. It's not a sound effect. It's real life. Okay, fine. Fair enough. It's real sound. Fair enough. Effects out of my voice. So, you talk about, you took the sportsman title. I know you don't want to run sportsman again because no. it's kind of like, why do it? Now, there's a, a distinctive set of challenges that I've seen that I've tried to help you out with this year. That I know a lot of people. I see it. I see it. God bless. I know. I know a lot of people don't really grasp as far as sponsorship. Now, back when I raced motocross, the idea of financial sponsorship was kind of out the window. It was nothing on an amateur level that anybody thought of. And then nowadays, I'm actually hearing of a lot more financial sponsorship in amateur motocross, which yeah. blows my mind. I love it. But when it comes down to your, when it comes down to four wheels, when it comes down to side by sides, or literally anything else of that sort, you can relate this even to circle track racing. You know, the extra couple hundred dollars here, couple hundred dollars there per year from a sponsor could be a new set of tires, which might get you just that much farther. It could be a new piece of safety equipment, or in your case, could help you with a new car. Yeah, that's. That's the thing we're working on right now is I lost the car for for this last year. So as of right now, we do not have a car for this 2023 race season, which sucks. But we're working on it. Um, did a little work with our sponsorship proposal. You're welcome. Thank you, Ian. Um, so, yeah, right now we're in the process of um, going after sponsors with our rookie season under the belt, winning a first-place title. Um, Granted, it was sportsman, but it's still, you know. Well, don't sell yourself short, because I watched you in an underpowered, overweighted car keep up with mo modern thousand single-seat cars, which, in reality, I don't understand why Polaris decided to stop making them, because that is a superior platform for what we do. Yeah, no, it's, it's an insane platform. I haven't driven one yet. I really want to, and that's ultimately the goal right now is to go after an RS1 just because of the platform. Going into turns, you're in a neutral position to go into turns with them. They're lighter weight, um, just all around. You're trying to shave weight, you know, running short course. So those are the cars that do it in. Well, and think about it like this. Like, you watch Ultra 4 Racing, King of the Hammers kind of stuff, for those of you that don't know. Look who has been consistent up top is the Gomez Brothers and UFO Fab up in, I believe they're, they're in Placer County. UFO Fabrication. They developed a single-seat 
center steered car, very similar to an RS1, except it's got a thousand horsepower and it's on 40s, but so but similar design. You take that and adapt that to where your visibility is better, you don't have blind spots, and your center of gravity is smack dab in the middle of the car. And so, it's somewhat lower considering on 40s and stuff too, you're not this high, high horsepower, tall vehicle, you know, like Hell's Bells car, you know. Yeah. Um, that 50s. one that was on like 54s <coughs> and stupid. I mean it's a badass fucking car, but oh yeah. You know, it's the uh, they're not bridge this. Okay. Let's try this again because I do apologize, guys. There was a little gap in in uh, the conversation because computer malfunction. Oh wait, heads up, you can record up to 30 minutes in your web browser. Like record for longer, use any app on your computer and then upload the file. Now we learn things. What does that mean for people like me that don't know what that means? That means there's a reason why you have me with this whole podcast. What does that still mean? It means you something you don't have to worry about and something that I need to because we that last part of the whole show was twenty minutes long. But did not say thirty minutes. I, I, I get it, but my computer is also prehistoric. Anyway. So, yeah, we were talking center gravity. We are talking Hell's Bells, which, by the way, if you guys haven't, it was, I used to remember the name of the fab shop that made it, but you remember Goat Boy. Yeah. He was all, I had this, I had this buddy that was like five foot two, five foot three, he was little, stood next to the tires on this car. Taller. And the tire was about to his head, top of his head. It was that freaking huge. That ran an LS9 supercharged 900 horsepower Corvette butter. And that thing was ridiculous. But back to that's one of those things that's like, should we really put fifty fours on an LS nine? And then your buddy in the shop who's having a Coors Light, but also has a dart in his head, is like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. And so you know, off you go to the races. You're like, wow, that looks cool. Now how do we get on the trailer? What do you think Joe Thompson did with UFO Fat when he was like, should we really uh, figure out a way to make independent rear suspension on an Ultra Four car? Yeah, they're probably all looking at each other cross-eyed. Now, it is the sickest shit in the world to well, see. The Gomez brothers just grabbed a handful of $100 bills and just threw them at Joe Thompson. And he goes, yeah, okay, we need to do that. Because yeah. it's it's been done before. Cody Wagner in the laser nut car, he did it. And then Joe Thompson, I feel like he kind of perfected it. Yeah. Because if you look at what the Gomez brothers are doing. They are bulletproof. Well, yeah. Those I mean, to an extent, but yes, those human beings and the trucks they drive and the race cars they have. But anyway, back to the whole thing because we're trying to make this more of a, a highlight of you. Oh yeah. So instead cool. of just randomly, because we could talk for three hours, but nobody's going to listen to a three-hour podcast, unfortunately. I like so. Kind of off topic again. This is something that's cool because there's not a lot of. There's not a lot of guys that do this that I know of, at least, because I don't listen to a lot of the actual strictly photo podcast stuff. But there's like, um, you listen to very adult oriented podcasts. Well, <laughs> I um, mean, I do too. Stiff Socks podcast, the Go to Bed podcast, which hello if, talk. If we do one thing, we need to definitely outdo the Go to Bed podcast, which yeah. I'll introduce you that I'll introduce that to you later, but. If you guys are also podcast fans about cool stuff, my buddy Joe, Comedy775, up in Nevada. He's big in the Harley stunt scene. Check out the Concrete Cowboys. I got to shout out CJ Barham and C. Barry and the whole rest of that stunt crew. Uh, the Honest Sick One podcast, he interviews guys that are just literally on a sick one on the regular. Hope I can get on there someday. Joe, yeah, we need to talk. Let's do it. Anyway, back to the whole story for you, Sancho. 
uh, well, I was saying too about this real quick that you you don't have a lot of people talking about the off road world as far as on four wheels. There's a lot of hit bike community stuff and you know stunt ride Harley type of stuff on the concrete floors, whatnot. But concrete cowboys. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just you saying. said concrete floors. Yeah. <laughs> Potato. Tomato. Chorizo. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I uh, what's his name? David. Um, David. I can't. Sorry, buddy. I forgot your last name. But stoked to shred. Oh yes, he actually David. liked our Instagram. Yeah. So I knew David just from racing a little bit and through Vore and stuff like that. Um, As you say this, I'm going to look up his last name so you can give him a proper shout-out. Yeah. But he has his own podcast uh, for Stoke to Shred. And, buddy, I'm telling you, you got to keep going with it because I love listening to it. Oh, I, I told him that at the board race. Like, I know, because it's, it's something that I can relate to. It's, you know, you're a Baja off-road background, you know, type of dude, and this dude's the same way. And so that's why, like, when we have the opportunity to do this, I'm like, why not, dude? This is the perfect opportunity to give back to people and share some content, you know, via, you know, through our voices and, you know, our memories and past experiences and what's going on in the world and whatnot. So I feel like this is a cool, cool way to give back in a sense. So I'm I'm beyond stoked to... Well, his to actual name is not on Instagram, but Stoked to Shred on Instagram, literally the number two. And then Stoked, stoked to, to Shred. Shred. Stoked to Shred podcast. They got a 2900 class... Razor XP Turbo, XP Turbo, and they do cool stuff in the desert. They came up and raced a short course with us, and I recognized the car because I had found the podcast yeah. somewhere just looking through Motorsports podcasts. And he claims he's going to start it up again. Yeah, I keep telling him to, so I'm I'm hoping he does because it's I'm hoping it's something it hits, cool to... hits me up or hits us up and goes, let's all do a show together. Yeah, let's go to Twin Peaks. I mean, let's go to a library. And do you do you know what happened last time we were at Twin Peaks? I don't. You don't remember that? I got you in so much trouble. Okay, for those of you that don't know, Twin Peaks, call it a redneck Hooters, because you go in there, and it's kind of like Hooters with flannel inside a hunting cabin. And, and short shorts. It, oh, it, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I do. Good. Who, who loves short shorts? We do. I, I like, I don't have short shorts. <laughs> you have short shorts? Yeah. Uh, okay, then that answers the question of who wears short shorts. They were... They were white. Now they're but the question is, do the, white. <laughs> do the short shorts wear you? No. I'm okay. the boss in those shorts relationship. <laughs> you wear the pants or the shorts. I wear the short shorts. You sicko. Anyways. So back to that. Yeah, I got him in trouble because I met this lovely individual through a... Uh, back in Nam. Well, yeah, back in Nam, basically, uh, through a girl that I will not definitely think about anymore. Can I mention it? Can I name drop? No. Okay. Because she doesn't, she doesn't deserve it. She doesn't. No. But the cool part is I traded her for him, and I said... Okay. <coughs> Whoa, back, back it up. <laughs> no, you traded her for the girl. I was just part of the... You are part of the deal. Outer boundary. Yeah. You were part of the deal. Sorry. It is 2023, but no. No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I wasn't intent... Oh, you sick <laughs> He, he claims my toilet in my apartment is a five-gallon Homer bucket from Home Depot. Do you see where this podcast is going right now? Well, I'm just saying, dude. We, we, we went to the bathroom. How do you... It's just... It's like I have to go to geometry class to understand how this all works. Do you even know how to spell geometry? G-E-O-metry. 
<laughs> but the saddest part is he makes a hundred grand a year running equipment. Why do you gotta tell people that? I sell feet pictures on ChristianMingo.com. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I am that. stacked <laughs> with feet. Yes. Oh my god. Cal's pictures are worth that. <laughs> Cal's pictures. I'm freaking weak, dude. <laughs> wow. Oh, All right. Man. Now back on. We'll pull. We'll, we'll pull back off this tangent. So, trying to get the sponsorship together. Yeah. What are what are the challenges that you see in basically trying to say? This is who I am. This is my program. This is what I'm trying to do. What are the challenges you're finding? And other than obviously people telling you no, the time. Honestly, I'm I'm a new dad. I mean, if you know, for all you that go to E Street and race and stuff, I don't know if you know or not, but I have a year and a half. I won't go into months, dates, whatever it is, because I don't do that whole sixteen twenty four. 18. Yeah, that's just, that's some weirdness. He's he's in between a year and a half and two years old, just say that. But anyways, I'm a new dad, and my wife's pregnant. We're expecting a little girl, too. If you guys didn't see that, too, at East Street, we did a gender reveal. At the finish line, is pretty sweet. I I knew what you were having before you did, and I was just kind of, like, blown away. And then in the main part, I went, oh, he's so screwed. Well, Shannon, like, like, told me almost before my last heat, about some girl thing or something just like totally ruined it and then i went out on my last moto and uh not moto in your main event yeah main event and i kind of had the idea that i was gonna have a girl but didn't know for sure until the poppers popped off the finish line which is cool and you know all the pink powder went everywhere and my buddy Thomas is probably freaking out because I redlined the shit out of this car when I found out because I was so stoked. I heard your valves, they, they almost got sent to Jesus. Yeah, it was pretty funny. They were, they were just off the rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. But no, it's so it's it's just the time thing. I mean, I'm, the winter time it gets slow for work, so this time I just opened up our own little business right now. And, you know. Talk about that. Shout that out. So we build. Uh, Custom feeders now for like people in the ag with you know dwarf goats, uh, cattle, horses, you know everywhere in between hogs. So we uh, customize and build uh, livestock feeders for people, and it started blowing up. And it just it's a lot of work just for one two you know people to get done. It's a lot of cutting. It's a lot of waste. It's a lot of driving around. You know communicating with people. And now that you know we've got warmer weather back up, I'm starting to drive or uh, starting to go back to work now and. Um, uh, you do that quite a bit. I know. Uh, going back to work now, and so I'm trying to do my day job on top of dealing with clients, you know, customers who want things, and trying to be in contact with them. On top of trying to get prepared for this upcoming season coming up, and you know, the time of you know, I can't. My wife does everything. I mean, I can't honestly say enough. There's a lot of people that don't know the background of you know what goes on between a family, but. My wife, Shannon, does everything. She cleans the house, takes care of her kid, does all of her bills. I mean, does everything. She's a super mom. And then on top of that, being pregnant and still doing that and dealing with me. you know, Which you're allowed to deal with, but I love you anyway. No, I know. It's just, you know. I'm allowed to deal with too, folks. The moms deserve a lot. They, they do. They do. The they wh- do. The women. Yeah. The women. Because let's face it. you The fact that Shannon is stuck with you, I don't understand why, but it's fine. 
The fact that Bethany is stuck with me, I don't get it either. But I mean, she's she's my best friend, and she. You're my best friend, Dale. You're my best friend, Dale. Um. Oh no, she's my best friend. She does a lot for me and helps me keep going, and you know, helps me with the business side of things and whatnot too. On top of our son, so it's really just the time to try and be the family dad and keep care of the house. You know, for what I need to do. On top of work, on top of you know, like I said, our small side business stuff that we do, and then try and go and and find the sponsors to back this. You know, so it's it's a lot of work for one person. You know, we don't have a lot of money. We literally just have you know some underdog group of people. You know, on our on our crew, and you know, a will to go out there and go race and have fun. So we're trying as hard as we can to try and find a sponsor. To help us out with a car for this season, um, trying to go after. I don't know if I should be dropping names. We're trying to go after. Trying to go after things and stuff. You know, you can. Yeah. You can drop that when the time comes. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. We're working on some big things, obviously, um, to help us out for sponsorships for the season. Um, Which, by the way, I can. If anybody's listening and they're interested and they like your story, how can they get a hold of you directly? Uh. So. Instagram handle, Facebook. I don't know how you do a Facebook handle. Well, just your name. And I it's mean, Brandon with an A, not an O. I got a lot of crap from him about misspelling his first name. Yeah, it's not Brandon. It's Brendan. And it's B-R-E-N-D-A-N. Cook. So, and cook, usually, like, cook like a chef. There's no E. It's not yeah. cookie. Yeah. So, it usually has a picture of, I think, our, my buddy's Yamaha on the page, too, for... My Facebook and then Baja Racer twenty nine thirty on IG as well as Cook Motorsports underscore. Uh, those are our two pages. My personal and the race team page. So if you guys ever want to get in contact with us, that's how you get a hold of that. Um, yeah. So really, we're just trying to figure out our will in a way to try and go out and go race and have fun this season. Because I mean, honestly, E Street is like a second home to me. I, I haven't felt that type of style racing in a long time then i want to come back and i definitely can attest to that from 10 years of motocross racing to having to stop myself because i couldn't afford it motocross being just a big succubus to your wallet and i got into i got into everything with with jesse and e street and we started doing the side-by-side racing and i went holy crap like i'm i'm back in my family environment again so yeah, E Street is just, it's its another level. I mean, like I said earlier on, like, meeting everybody out there, not knowing anybody, and just, like, everybody is so open out there, you know, from meeting the Myers bros. I mean, the last race alone, Cody was like, hey, you should, your shocks suck. I'm like, yeah, they're, it's just stock YXZ shocks. He's like, you need to use my shocks. I'm like, really? Dude, nobody's going to come up to you anywhere else and be like, hey, you, need, you should run my shocks because, I mean, obviously his car was not, bubble at that point but you know well, nobody's going to give you their shocks to run in the car and then help you out with things and then he also let us use i think his stock ecu because ours was fluttering so um i mean the myers bros i mean they've been helping out huge the last couple races with me just helping me out with little things uh vanderveer's always been a good help you know little thing i mean he gave me uh a harness and uh nets for the first race i was out there because i didn't have any so I can go race. And so that was huge, you know, just, you know, they were telling me like, we just want to see you go race and go have fun just as another race. So yeah, just... we, we want the car count and it's pretty epic when the, the whole community gets together and they go, 
this guy's having an issue. Let's all help him out. That way we can get him out there. As opposed to, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of motocross, and I've even seen it in circle track, a lot of it is kind of a narcissistic attitude with it only, people only focus on themselves. It's kind of a 50-50 mix in the motocross world, but it's in short course and side-by-side stuff, it's, it doesn't matter. We're going to, uh, it, it doesn't matter. We're just going to do what it takes to get our fellow competitor out there. Yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, between all the guys uh, and girls out there helping each other out, helping me out throughout the season too, I mean, it's, it was awesome. And then, you know, from my background too, going from, we used to race short course back in the day on the quads uh, with Vora and then transitioning over to, I think we are like the second Rhino to ever start racing in California. And we had a factory back, Fabtech uh, Rhino, you know, 45 miles an hour down the lane, which is, we thought it was awesome. So going down. Yeah, I can roll a rock down the hill faster than I know. that. I know. I think it was a tank. But it was cool just to start out like that. And then from there, just the evolution just evolved, you know, with the Razor 800s, the 900s, the 1000s, the turbos, the Can-Ams. And, you know, me and my dad and my brother, you know, all of us, we used to, uh, we still do, but we all race together. Um, you know, we've, we've done every race, I think, on the Western Coast. I mean, even... You know, we've gone to Wisconsin, race on the frozen lake, bit out in Wisconsin. That was insane. 500. Yeah. Yeah. Negative 22 degree windshield going like 100 miles an hour on ice sideways with like a thousand studs. No, not a thousand. I like see 100 studs per tire. It was just, it was insane. I've seen the picture of your dad in the car and your dad was wrapped up like a mummy. Dude, it's, yeah, you couldn't, we couldn't wear our regular helmets. You had to wear a snowmobile helmets with a heat strip around it, plugged into a 12 volt light. It was just, it was insane. So, I mean, from my background, going mostly desert racing, but always having a love for short course. E Street, I mean, I don't want to drop names on other associations, stuff like that, because it's not what I think we are about. But um, E Street is just something that is, to me, like home. It's just it's something that I want to continue doing. I want you know my kids to start growing up around and being involved with and start racing 170s with and stuff. So And JR2s. Yeah, J- yeah. Because well, Jarrett 2s are, Jared twos, Jared twos are awesome. The, you know, everything in between. So it's just something that I want to be super involved with, whether or not I told you, Ian, too, like, I'm I'm pushing to try and get a car this season. I would love to start racing in April, um, you know, when the season starts. But at the same time, if it doesn't happen, then it just it does not happen. I'll try and get a car throughout the rest of the season. I just won't be in the points, which is, you know, at the end of the day, it's okay. But I just, you know, I'd like to keep racing if I can. Um, if that still doesn't happen, then I still want to be part of it and try and help out the community as much as I can as far as, you know, if I can help out Jesse, you know, with the track work and at all. Or you totally have. Or, you know, pump up, you know, anybody or anything for anything. Um, I mean, who, who's trained you as a as a backup announcer? Me. Yeah. Oh, I've trained you. Oh, yes. Okay. But, yeah, we get it. Um, yeah, just trying to bounce ideas off each other, trying to get – this thing to be as big as possible because there's no, I mean, there's not a lot of short course racing. I think in California, I mean, there's, tell me wrong. In Nor in NorCal, there's us. There's one other organization. Well, I'm saying like track wise, like I don't know about any other track layouts. There's in, us in Prairie City. Hold on there. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. So I don't know any other track layouts that are like East Street that has oh, step ups, step downs. Go. 
a rhythm section in the back, you know, and it's going to change. Split lanes. Split lanes, too, but it's going to also evolve and change more throughout the season. I'm pretty sure that's what Desi was saying. Where there's a lot of different concepts on the horizon, that's yeah. for sure. There's some stuff happening in the works that we can't officially say yet, but I'm pretty sure things are going to evolve and change a little bit different this year, which is for the better and for good, but I really don't know any other place that has a style of track layout like e street does for people i think that's what really draws people in too is because you can run a car out there like a like a dirt bike you have you know a step down to a step up to a hairpin corner to dude i remember a nice sweeper just everything in between and it just it's so much fun i remember when we had that four race and we had three pro buggies show up mm -hmm. and they oh they had a blast yeah it's it's insane i love it which, I mean, for those of you, if you're listening to this, you have a pro buggy or you have a class 11 car, you have something like we're open as E Street. We're open to expanding the program beyond side by sides. I think you need, what, three, three cars, three makes a class. class. Yeah, three makes a class. Even And that goes for, I mean, we just started with quads this last year, right? Or this year last before? year. Oh, no, yeah. it was the, was it this year? I think it was this last year. I think this last year. Well, yeah. because and that was simple because for me as an announcer and having a background in motocross, I used to there was a series I race that had a quad class, and I went. There was a bunch of guys that would show up every so often. Like we had fifteen guys on a gate at Hollister one time, and I thought, holy crap, that was some of the most wild racing I've ever seen. A lot of the motocross guys hated on the quads because they quote unquote tear the track up or they take the berms out. But I'm like. It's so entertaining to watch because it's such a foreign object. Dude, I used to race. Sorry, I used to race quads. And, dude, doing hole shots off the start with a quad open wheel like that and getting locked up into a corner like the hole shot. And then on top of that, you're not only whipping a bike, like a dirt bike, jumping through the air. You can manipulate. But when a quad goes sideways in the air, you're not bringing that sucker back. No. You're on no. it for a wild ride. So it's, it's, it, it's a whole nother world of racing. And then I, I, brought up the idea to Jesse, I said, let's let's have a quad class. Because I'm like, they, it, it's kind of like a wide, flowing, more or less toned down version of a motocross track. It's like, still fun. You can still air it out. You can go, why, it's a fast. Why can't we put quads on it? And we put quads on it, and the quad guys are like, this isn't usually what we race, but this is a blast. Yeah, because like when I, I just sold my YFZ for YFZ or YFZ? No, YFZ. YFZ. There you go. Four, yeah, quads. I had a YZ450 and sold that, and I was going to race with that, and... Um, but wait, wait, hold that thought, because it's going to it's going to time out again. So, YZ450, hang on, hang on. All right, here we go. Now, this lets me know that in the future we can plan breaks or do, like, advertising. Whatnot. But, yeah, quads, YZ450, crazy stuff. Yeah, now the YZ450 sold it. Just because there's nowhere to ride it. You go to Prairie City, and you can go ride a track out in Prairie City, and it's like after two laps, you're like, well, this is fun for a toddler. You, you overjump everything you can. It just it, And even to go practice, it's not, I mean, for a racing aspect, like the practice on, it wasn't that good. So, um, where are they going with this? Um, I don't yeah, know. No, so, Somewhere. So the East Street class of quads, it just, I think from being a quad rider, um, quad racer in the past, that um, E has opened up a big door for a lot of the quad guys to come in and have a home to go race. 
So on top of the UTVs and then potentially pro buggies, you know, however else big you can make it, uh, East Street just an all around good place to have, you know, call your home for motorsports action, you know, for racing. So I'm happy to call that my go-to place for racing, you know, last season, hopefully this season and more to come, you know, for me and the family. So um, besides that, though, yeah, that's, that's about it. Right that's now. about it. Well, how do you want to wrap this up? You got anybody else to shout out? I know your lovely fiance, wife, whatever you want to call her. Yeah, my wife for sure. She she deals a lot of shit for me, so I appreciate her hundred percent for everything. Um, you obviously for helping me out with everything, not just an emotional state, but love you, buddy. Yeah, Ian's a Ian's a solid dude to have in your corner. So, hey, I, I try, I try. Um, and again, all the other guys uh, out there, guys and girls, out of East Street. Um, in the motorsports community alone, just helping out with everything in between, whether it's me or just other people in the pits. I mean, I encourage that to keep going through with E Street. Obviously, other associations too, just help one another out because it it definitely can make and break a lot of people just by having a little bit of help for things. So, um, you know that, and it's cool the friendships you can make over over all this too. Like, uh, you know, you and me and. Uh, Myers Bros and Co- I mean, me and Cody Vanderveer, <laughs> we've been drinking. Actually, me and Cody were stuck up on top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere in Ensenada because we were burning the Baja 1000. And Shannon called me to tell me what gender we were having, and I had to cut it short because our GPS was about to die, <clears throat> and we were like 150 miles away with no radio service. I, I think I remember you telling me that story. <laughs> me and Cody were just sitting there like. Well, it was a cool view, but we have no idea how we're going to get back. And I remember getting a flat tire. We had a fire going. It was just, it was hell. But, like, just little stories like that can just, they evolve and you make a friendship. And and even now, like, you, me. Like, you and I met through some a twisted ex-girlfriend of mine. No, but I mean, like, full circle. Like, you, me, and Cody Vanderveer and uh, Shannon's cousin Christian, you know, we're all going now to Oakland together, what, next weekend? Yeah, next weekend. Yeah, should, next should week. we should we do a live actual recording of the drive down? I was truck? Shannon actually mentioned that. I'm like, you know what? Maybe we might do that because it's a yeah, I can good hour. Film. It's like an hour and a half drive or so, or something like that. I think. Yeah, but we might do that just to try and we want to try and keep up with like a once a week scheduling for this to kind of keep it up to date. So you know, the pilot episode with him involving him, and then. Describing who I am, kind of. So now, after this, it's going to be just whatever we want to talk about, whatever floats or boat, whether it's... Or sinks our ship. Yeah, whatever floats or boat, or sinks your ship, or ties or not, or... Yeah. Yeah, I think they get it. Right? Yeah, I, I don't really have any more references like that. But, but one more for him so we can wrap this up, because I just got a text message. I might be in trouble, but oh well. Uh, Why? My, I had a brain card earlier, and it wasn't... Yeah, I might be in trouble, but it's... It's, Are you supposed to be somewhere now? No, but she's on her way here. So, uh, anyway, uh, Baja Racer twenty nine thirty for Brendan on Instagram. Uh, definitely look up our Instagram page. That will involve, uh, evolve. I know it's got a goofy long name, but if it's Adventures of Poncho and Sancho, because this is just the beginning with this dude. We've been known for a few years. Uh, definitely glad to trade in the crazy ex girlfriend for the the awesome friendship with this guy, and. Uh, We'll catch you soon. Catch you at E Street. And uh, catch you next week. 
Yeah, possibly next week, depending. No, we'll see. We're doing it next week. We're, oh, oh, we're doing it on the way to Oakland. So it, it's got to yeah. be once a week. Okay. We're doing it on the way to Oakland. Okay. All right, guys. See y'all later. Bye.